final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also brought to you by Delta, official airline of BYU basketball. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Nice win for the BYU Cougars coming back home after picking up their first conference win Thursday night on the road. They beat Portland tonight 71-58. to Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. The Cougars now 12-5 and overall. They are 2-0 and in West Coast Conference play, and they wrap up 2022 on a seven-game winning streak. Happy New Year indeed for BYU basketball. All right, lots to get to here during Cougar Post Game Live, but first I want to remind you, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50, that's BYU50, on the app or at papajohns.com on Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location Monday only. It was a great day for BYU women's basketball as well. They were obviously in conference play too. They were hosting St. Mary's and this game was all Cougars from the get-go. BYU knocks off the St. Mary's Gales 66 to 41. Nani Falatea, a career day, 24 points on 10 of 16 shootings. She also tied her career high in assists with seven. Also another double-double for Lauren Gustin, 13 points and 16 rebounds. She also had four assists, but that is now 14 double-doubles for Lauren Gustin in 15 games for the BYU Cougars this season. Other local action today, Utah State at home hosting Fresno State. The Aggies get the win in Logan, 67-54. Utah goes on the road to Stanford and knocks off the Cardinals, 71 266. Weber State at home hosting Northern Arizona and the Wildcats get the win by 16 76 to 60 the final score and Utah Valley wins at home in Orem over Utah Tech 71 to 60. Also nice day for the T-Birds of Southern Utah took overtime but uh, Southern Utah gets the win 94 88 over UT Rio Grande Valley. Top 25 games. Everything is a final. A couple of upsets, and we'll start with one of them. Number 22, Xavier, over number 2, UConn, by 10, 83-73 is the final score. 13th-ranked Virginia winning on the road at Georgia Tech, 74-56. to 18th-ranked TCU over Texas Tech, 67-61. Pretty good day for the Horn Frogs. More on that coming up in our next segment. Number 19, Kentucky. Defeats Louisville 86-63. to Duke over Florida State 86-67. to Number three, Houston defeating UCF 71-65. to The Kansas Jayhawks defeat the Oklahoma State Cowboys by two, 69-67. Arizona defeats Arizona State in Tempe 69-60. Texas over Oklahoma in Norman 70-69. to Iowa State upsets number 12 Baylor 77-62. to It was number 22 New Mexico winning at Wyoming. 76 to 75 Kansas State upsets number 24 West Virginia in overtime 82 to 76 and number 10 Gonzaga defeating Pepperdine tonight at home 111 to 88 elsewhere in conference play was Pacific picking up its first conference win after losing to BYU two nights ago they defeat LMU 78 to 72 LMU obviously beat 
Portland in Portland the other night, so both LMU and Pacific with a conference record of 1-1. One and one. St. Mary's wins at Santa Clara 67-64, to and it was a road victory for the San Diego Toreros. They defeat San Francisco 80 268. All right, coming up next, we'll check in on the Utah Jazz, a tight one at Vivint Arena taking on the Miami Heat. Plus, we'll check in on the college football playoff. BYU gets the win and improves to 12 and 5 overall, 2 and 0 in conference play with a 71-58 win over Portland. Back with more Cougar postgame live next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU 71, Portland 58. Cougars with the win. Great game from Gideon George. 20 points as well as 9 rebounds for the senior. Checking in on the Utah Jazz. A minute and a half to go at Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. The Jazz trying to snap a three-game losing streak, hosting the Miami Heat. Miami with a three-point lead. Make that a six-point lead, as I believe Bam Adebayo just hit a three-pointer. 121-115 Miami with the lead over the Jazz with 114 to go in the fourth quarter. Let's check in on our college football playoff scores. It's been a crazy day and some really fun, entertaining ball games. Georgia and Ohio State, it is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, and Ohio State has a 38-24 advantage over number one Georgia with 13 and a half minutes to go. Winner of this advancing on to the national championship game where they will face... TCU, who took down Michigan earlier today in an extremely entertaining game. A lot of offense, 51-45. The Horn Frogs out of the Big 12 advancing to the national championship game. Not part of the college football playoff, at least not this year, but still other bowl games. The Sugar Bowl was won by Alabama, 45-20 over K-State. And the Music City Bowl had Iowa shutting out Kentucky 21 to nothing. All right, that's going to do it. When we come back, we'll get you over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame, or excuse me, Cougar postgame live. More of it with Greg and Mark. Do we know yet who uh, we're going to have in terms of postgame guests? All right, still don't know. So it'll be a surprise for all of us. When we come back on the other side, we will have more Cougar postgame live coming to you from the Marriott Center as the Cougars get the win. 71-58 over Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Big O Tires, Cougar Post Game Live. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant joined by tonight's post game guest, Atiki Ali Atiki. In 13 minutes, Atiki ends up with the eight points. And, and Mark, he kind of scored in every way you want a big man to score. He had a jump hook, he had a square up jumper, he had an alley oop dunk, and he had free throws. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's like hitting for the cycle for a big man. He did it all tonight. Really nice performance, especially in that second half. It was really important for BYU to get that performance from Atiki uh, to get on that little run and put this one away. Atiki, congratulations to you Thank and you. the team. Big win tonight. Thank you. So tied at halftime, uh, what was Coach Pope and the other coaches telling you guys at halftime in a tie game about what had to happen in, in the second half? Uh, what in the locker room was just told us that you have to, to, to guard. You have to guard and you have to go to move on offense because we were stuck on offense the first half. 
second half just tell to move the ball and on our power plays all the time so that helped us a lot the second half you did all of your scoring mm-hmm. in the second half yeah what, what, what worked for you after halftime uh, because I learned from the first the first half because I wasn't I wasn't patient and I was just rushing and coach told me just be patient and take your time and start doing your stuff so I, I came with more confidence and started playing good mm. Tiki, you guys have won seven in a row. That's pretty darn good. Um, what What do you think is uh, the reason for that? Why is this? You know, what's coming together for this team to, to get on a nice run like that? Uh, I would say it's all about hard working. Like work as a team. We always together and just play together the team. That's all we've been doing all summer long, and that helped us to to come with great players all the time. You just got some moral support here from your teammate to your right here. Yeah. What, what does this guy? What, is, what does Noah Waterman bring to the uh, uh, to the big man? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I think he just want to say hi. They didn't see me all day, so. <laughs> hey, uh, the jump uh, the jump shot we saw you hit. Yeah. Uh, is that something you're looking to you know maybe expand your game with a little more square up stuff there? I should, no. I should, I've been doing that like long summer. I've been doing a lot for summer. I've been just taking some jump all the time so and I was comfortable with it and the game was hard but I just said let me try let me do it and I just I just did it so it would just it just, just come from nowhere <laughs> alright you've had a couple of alley-oops in each of the last two games here one I think from Richie uh, at Pacific right was that right was that yes. uh, Richie yes. there yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Had, had one again tonight what's working yeah. for you guys on that play right now the timing of that uh, the, fe- the one from Richie he told me he told me I want to throw it up just be be ready he always tell me before he throw up so I said okay I got you and then he did it and I actually got you and thank you and the second one today Noah I told him yeah throw that ball if you're going to set a screen just throw it up I will catch you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank you and he he did what I told him and then <laughs> yeah that's what, how it works yeah, uh-huh. that's a great play tough to defend yeah. uh, on that and one guy that was tough to defend was Sholand for Portland. He had a nice night. Uh, but overall, I thought you guys did a nice job defensively. What were some of the things you were worried about uh, Portland coming into this one? Uh, I would say on defense, I would say uh, the shooter, they, they, all, like, they all can shoot. All the team can shoot, and coach was worried about that. So just be there on catch and make sure you put your stick in when you, with your man. So that was the big thing on defense. Mm-hmm. You're going just, you know game by game but, yeah. it, but it is as Mark said seven wins in a row right now does yeah. it feel like you guys are, are on a streak or are you really looking at separate games uh, I think like for us it actually it's not easy to win like seven games in a row it's not easy at all but just we have to keep going because the season is here and we just have to win that's what we need <laughs> yeah you got a nice win on Thursday on the road. You're home yep. for just the one game. Back-to-back road games now. So yeah. three of your first four mm-hmm. WCC games come in someone else's gym. This really tests the team, doesn't it? Yeah, it is, for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Happy New Year, Coach Robinson. How do you think about having this being your last year in the WCC? What do you feel about going through one league for one last time mm-hmm. and then knowing that a new league is coming up for a first time in the mm-hmm. future? I think this is awesome because we just have to play like we... It's not like it's not going to be the same players. We have to... That's how you know how you get better, play with different people. So I think that's as good, the way they change that. Mm-hmm. Tiki, I think it's an interest, It's interesting that you and Foose, you know, usually you come in for Foose, he comes in for you. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, are you kind of a little bit different players. What do you learn from, uh, from Foose, and, and what do you think he learns from you, you know, your, your game? Um, I would say 
a lot more for Fus because Fus one of the posts like he's a big dude and he can move people around and I'm trying to I'm trying to get there as long unless I'm long like I'm just I'm just trying to be like like him when he was in the post just use his big shoulder and just go and score in people so I'm trying to learn for for his game a lot when he when he's doing that so I think that was good for me too and also hitting people he's like like to hit people all the time so. That's the whole thing you've been lying for him. So does Greg. Mm-hmm. In the game, he's always hitting me. That is true. That is true. I get, I get all my energy somehow. That's what we want. Do, do, do you and Fus have free throw shooting contests? Ah, no, really. No, we, we just we just do that all the You're time. You're both really but, good at yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You're Fantastic. both really good at it. all the time. Yeah, means a lot. We shoot a lot. Mm-hmm. Always good chatting with you, Atiki, mm-hmm. Ali Atiki. It is yep. Happy New Year's Eve and Happy New Year to you. Happy we'll see you New next week. you guys, too. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yep. All right, that's Atiki, Ali Atiki. Head coach Mark Pope still to come on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU head coach Mark Pope still wrapping up his post-game press conference. He will come to us as soon as that is done. Let's begin our Cougar post-game coaches show. Brought to you by the BYU Creamery with a valuable stat of the game. The valuable stat of the game is sponsored tonight and always by Economics Partners. BYU's accounting program is nationally ranked, so it's no surprise. One of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. Valuable stat of the game tonight is how BYU turned the table with turnovers after halftime. In the second half, BYU outscored Portland 12-3 in points off of turnovers. In the first half, BYU was outscored 17-0 in points off of turnovers. So BYU turned that around dramatically, and it was part of BYU's 13-point win, 71-58. BYU over the Portland Pilots. Let's dive deeper into the box score. 26-26 at halftime. And then BYU outscored Portland 45-32 in the second half. And there were some players like Atiki Ali Atiki who really shone after halftime. Atiki was scoreless in the first half and scored all eight of his points after the break. Gideon George went five in the first half, 15 in the second half. So those two guys combined for 23 of BYU's 45 points in the second half. Yeah, first of all, I thought both big men, Fus and Atiki, struggled in the first half. Uh, Portland was throwing guys at him, and, and I thought they were in a good spot uh, often, and would would wait too long or make a, you know, try and pass out of something, and that's not their strong point. And I thought they made some nice adjustments where, once they got it, they just went. They went quickly and they went hard, and that's what you do. And, and they were better. And, and Gideon, you know, Gideon is a guy that just hasn't even touched what he can do. I mean, he's obviously a good three point shooter, but he's so good off the dribble. And if he can kind of figure out some touch from about 10 feet, which he had in this game. I mean, just unstoppable. How do you stop him? He's so athletic, so quick, and he just hasn't been able to finish as well as I thought he would. But he showed some real signs of life tonight and uh, played a lot of confidence and looked really good. Big game for Gideon in that he came in too tonight, averaging fewer than seven points a game over his last three, kind of slumping a little bit. And so tonight was a slump buster for him as he scores 20, leads BYU in scoring and leads BYU in rebounding. He had nine boards, so one rebound away from his fifth career double-double. And he needs... Part of the reason he's slumped in in those games is he's been in foul trouble a little bit too. And 
he's got to be smarter and and not pick up those fouls and take himself out of the flow of the game. He just never he's kind of outside looking in when he's got the the foul trouble. And tonight he didn't have the foul trouble and got hot start and a hot start in the second half. It was really a spark for BYU to get that lead to start the second half with those two threes. He was terrific and and always great on the boards. I mean, so good on the boards. I mean, he's not a not a huge guy, but super athletic and has a knack for it and wants it. And, uh, I mean, just really impressive. So BYU had two players with near-double-doubles tonight. Gideon's 20 and 9, Fuse's 12 and 8. They were the Cougars' leading scorers and rebounders on this night. Leading assist man was Rudy Williams. Uh, Rudy had four tonight, uh, three assists apiece for Gideon George and for Fuseni Traore. So the big men, in addition to playing it, well, Gideon and Fuse, in addition to their point and rebound numbers, both had three assists as well. So a pretty uh, complete night for both of those guys' box scores. BYU shoots 49% from the field, Portland 38%. BYU 35% from three to Portland's 29. And BYU shot 74 from the stripe to Portland's 59. So the Cougars outshoot the Pilots from the field, from the arc, and from the stripe after halftime. BYU's excellent shooting at 64% field, 46% arc. Mark mentioned those numbers earlier. And then 70% from the free throw line. It's another night, Mark, in which BYU out-rebounds the opponent by double digits. 37-26 to 26 is the tally there. And BYU on the year now, 10-3 and went out rebounding and 10-1 and went out shooting the opposition. That's the calling card for this team right now is, is the way they rebound. And you don't have to even shoot a great number uh, to win games because you're getting two or three chances uh, each time. So you can shoot 30%. And, you know, if you get three chances, you're going to make, make one of them. And so uh, that, that's really impressive. And, that, again, like I said, that's hard to do it rebounds. Every once in a while, fall right to you, but generally you have to go get them. And and uh, BYU just kind of that, that that's who they are. They say we're going to dominate you on the boards, come at us, and we'll see who comes out on top. And right now it's BYU seven in a row, and, uh, and most of the reason for that is not from their hot shooting; it's from offensive rebounds and and just dominating teams in that category. Not a lot of conversions off the offensive glass tonight. Uh, BYU only four second-chance points off of eight offensive rebounds, but BYU did out-offensive board Portland by a margin of 8-7. to seven. Other miscellaneous categories, turnovers. BYU had 12 in the first half, finished with 19, so uh, only seven, let's say, after halftime to Portland's 11, so 19-11 to 11 on turnovers, points off of turnovers. The uh, Pilots still led that category, but a much narrower margin. The final tally there, 20-12 to 12 points off of turnovers in favor of Portland. Second chance points, Portland by one there, 5-4. to four. Bench points, BYU big. Rudy Williams, Spencer Johnson, Atiki Ali Atiki, uh, a part of the bench brigade, 26-9 is BYU in bench scoring. Paint points, BYU plus 12 there at 28-16. Not a lot of fast breaking tonight, Portland 8 and BYU 5. There were no ties and no lead changes. BYU led for 34 minutes and Portland for three minutes and change. BYU with 15 helpers on 24 makes and Portland only six assists on 18 makes. Final score, BYU 71, Portland 58. The Cougs are 2-0 in the West Coast Conference for only the fourth time in their 12 WCC seasons. Just getting to 2-0 has been hard to do in this league. Must be hard for Gonzaga to have to look up to BYU in the standings. I'm, I'm sure that's very difficult for, for at least a day. <laughs> Zags have played only one game. Exactly. Zags played one game. They're 1-0. BYU and St. Mary's are the only two teams that are 2-0 in WCC play after the first weekend. BYU getting there with a win over Portland tonight. By the way, BYU just played its 14th New Year's Eve game. They won four of their last five, and their all-time New Year's Eve record improves to 9-5. and five.
Coach Mark Pope goes to 6-0 all-time against Portland, and BYU has now defeated the Pilots 13 consecutive times. Portland's been the one team that BYU's been able to kind of handle regularly in this league. It's uh, For a while there, it was Santa Clara that BYU had, could do no wrong against right now, and then now it's Portland, uh, the team against which BYU's had most success in this league is the Portland Pilots all-time. BYU now goes to 26-2 against Portland. I mean, it was tough for them having their two leading scores out. It was going to be an uphill battle. I thought they fought hard, and, man, this Showland, I'm as impressed with him as, I've impre- as, as anyone I've seen this year. He's 6'9". He can shoot the three. He can take you off the dribble. He can dunk over you. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone dunk on a tiki, and uh, he did it. And he really has some explosiveness. So he was fun to watch, but just not enough other weapons uh, for Portland tonight. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because they, they played some really good basketball this season but just didn't have a couple other weapons. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and Mark Pope is still ahead as we continue on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Cougs 71, Pilots 58 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU improves to 46-7 and seven in home Happy games under baby. head coach Mark Pope. Coach Pope joining us now on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Six consecutive opponents under 70, the last three under 60, 71-58. BYU is a winner over the Portland Pilots tonight. Coach Pope, congratulations on win number seven in a row for this team. Yeah, come on, seven in a row, guys. Hard like, to do. You know, it's, 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 so, it's so hard to do. Like, reflecting back, you think about how great the teams we've had here have been over the last four years. Like, you think about that first year, uh, you had those veteran guys that, like, people had underestimated, but they, like, came together in a magical way. Those guys never won seven in a row, right? You think about the great Alex Barcelo and that team last year, even though we had some injuries, but we were ranked 12 early, that team could never win seven in a row. And so for this team to do it on the heels of – of a, a, a really rocky start. And what we knew, you know, like we, it just was in the cards for us. For these guys to just gut their way through this, I couldn't be prouder and couldn't be happier of them for them. Um, it's a, a real tribute to these kids, man. It's 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 pretty impressive. Is, yeah. it, is it okay to say that your first team won nine in a row? Oh, is that the first year? That was yeah. the COVID your year? Your first year. No, no, no. Your, yeah, your first year that ended in the COVID spring. That's right. Your first year. First oh, oh, so the second, the COVID year didn't win. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you think about that. Matt Harms and Alex yeah. and that crew yeah. couldn't win seven. Or like, that's right. crazy. That's the NCAA tournament team, right? Uh, f- I don't know. We were a five seed or something. And um, so it's just, I'm, I'm really proud of these guys. I'm really happy for these guys. So Portland has you in a 26-26 game at halftime. Dallin gives you a nice little boost before the break with that three. Yeah. First half was a grind. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a grind, right? But, you know, when you, like, we're trying to, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'll tell you. So it's super interesting. So normally, and I kind of mentioned this on, on, on BYU TV after the game. So normally you have a game where you struggle with some things and then you go back to practice and you work on them, right? You iron them out. You iron them out, you rep them out, rep them out, rep them out. 
That's actually not the case with this team. There is so much that we are trying to learn. So what was really super exciting for us was you know, this team was a really heavy, really aggressive ball first where they're trying to kind of take away the snap uh, uh, just with the guard. They were really kind of double-teaming the ball and with really, really long physical bigs, and they're really, really heavy tags. And, like, besides Spencer, we were completely dysfunctional trying to actually see – and execute on what we're seeing, the way you attack that. And then in the second half, Dallin like had, had some time to digest, and he made an unbelievable quick pass to Foose earlier before he really got engaged off the bounce. And then Rudy made an unbelievable play where he got downhill and kept his dribble alive and was able to kind of bring in the tag and find a wide-open corner. And, 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 and you saw Atiki kind of grow into like making that read, and Foose was really sped up, which he rarely ever gets sped up. He was super sped up in the, in the first half. And so actually like this was like an unbelievable practice for our guys because they literally are walking out of the game more capable and more prepared to handle, for example, that specific scenario than they were before the game started. Hmm. I actually don't remember having that experience very much as a coach. Usually you kind of like, but this team is so new and so young that they're literally figuring things out before eyes and getting real life reps before eyes. And so I thought that was incredible tonight to watch. It was super fun for me. One of the teams you got, one of the things you seem to be figuring out, you know, this was another Really good three-point shooting team that yeah. scores a lot of their points from the three-point line. They shoot 29%, 6 of 21. You know, Weber State. It seems like you've kind of figured something out on the three-point defense yeah. for this team. Yeah, you know, we, we, we took a long look at ourselves two weeks ago um, as it was just becoming abundantly clear that we were just a massive disaster guarding the three. And, and we actually schematically changed a lot of things. A lot of credit goes to Keegan Brown, who's digging into our analytics. And, you know, we're, uh, what was happening is we were getting stuck in rotation so much. We were sacrificing. We, we, were, we were trying to save ourselves from switching, save ourselves from putting our bigs in compromising situations. And so we were getting in rotation defensively every single possession almost. Um, no better marker than South Dakota, which, you know, they, they played great as a us, but it, you know they're they're not having a great year right now. But they just put us in the grinder because we were allowing them to get us in rotations every single possession. So we went back schematically and said, okay, our goal now is going to be like, what can we do to to avo- avoid at all costs getting in rotation? Because this, the threes then come, they're less rhythm, less catches you three. So we made a lot of adjustments. Don't tell our guys, but we've actually softened up on our protect middle stance. Um, we've gone to a ton of, like, we, we've, we've now are fighting our bigs that they have to guard like guards. We're talking to them every day about, like, you have to guard like a guard. There's no more, like, saving you. And we're switching a lot more. We're black switching. We're blue switching. Uh, we're actually uh, three-way switching tonight. We did that a lot. And so I think a lot of our success, some of it's been good fortune. And so, which we were due for, and some of it's been our ability to keep teams out of, keep ourselves out of defensive rotation. So guys aren't getting those predictable drive and kick, catch and shoot threes. Closing comments from Coach Mark Pope coming up next. BYU 71, Portland 58, our final on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
right to back on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, BYU Head Coach Mark Pope with us. BYU 71 and uh, Portland 58. Just the, This is BYU's 12th and final season in the West Coast Conference. So 12 years, BYU's been 2-0 and in league four times yeah. is all, and this is the fourth of four times. Second consecutive year, it's just tough to get even just a 2-0 and in this league the way things have gone. Yeah. You know, this is... This is um I know that the WCC takes some hits because there's some small gyms or whatever, but this gym is is if you put the collection of coaches in this in this league, and you put the collection of university in this league, it's a basketball first league. There's only a couple of basketball first leagues that have the juice to actually be great. And this every university in their athletic department, this is the priority in every single one of these teams you know in in their athletic department and so what we're seeing is the league is just getting better and better and better like this league compared to the league six eight years ago it's crazy how much different it is right and um so the, our guys could be really proud man you know only one of four teams in 12 years to be 2-0 and 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 to be on the seven game win streak um is is just a credit to their just like it, we're not a great team. We got great insights. We have great insights. And our guys' ability to endure frustration tonight was really special. And I'm super proud of them. So let's go, man. See if we can, get, see if we can go 3 and Come on, baby. Yeah. Uh, BYU uh, was one of eight teams this week in the league to play two games on the opening weekend. And there are only two 2-0 two and o teams after all that, and that's you and St. Mary's. St. Yep. Mary's uh, went on the road, got a nice win at Santa Clara, yep. and, and, you've, and you've gotten a win on the road already in league. And so we have BYU and Santa Clara at 2-0. and o. The Zags played just the one game that won that game today uh, against Pepperdine. Uh, scored 111 in the process, I Dear think. Dear heavens. It was 111-88. to 88. It was a 199-point game. Wow. So three undefeated teams, and they are the top three at the WCC. St. Mary's, BYU, Gonzaga. Now it's on the road, Coach Pope, for yep. back-to-back games in Southern California. Yeah, and, and it, you know, you know, I mean, listen, you've seen in the first weekend, this league's just going to chew everybody up. It just is. It's just everyone's going to get chewed up, and, and you gotta you got to adore it. you got to try and stay as healthy as you can. you got to – you know, I do like the fact that our guys seem feel feel like they're really committed to trying to bring a, a serious defensive effort every game. You know, one of the things we've been really stressing the last couple of weeks is our communication and transition and ball screen defense. We've had so many breakdowns with communication that happens sometimes with a new team and also us trying to change philosophically kind of the way we're approaching the defensive end of the ball in terms of, like, limiting rotations. And our guys were nearly flawless in our communication of ball interchanges tonight against a team that their whole focus, they run a bunch of Clemson actions and Aloha actions and double drag actions that are all like a lot of times your your switch is not actually coming together. It's like a three-way switch. Our guys communicated flawlessly tonight. Um, and, you know, granted, Portland didn't have their by far best playmaker out on the court tonight, uh, which was a real thing for them, losing Robertson. But still, like, the actions are just as complicated to communicate out. And our guys were incredible. Like, I was super proud of our guys, man. We're getting better, and, um, and that's exciting. Coach Gideon was fantastic tonight, and, you, you know, you kind of salivate when you see what he can do out on the floor. What, what do you think is necessary for him to have the kind of a, a game like tonight? I mean, what, what needs to happen for him to be feeling that way? Yeah, you know, really in the last seven games, 
the last nine games, it's almost been like when he's actually on the court in the first half, he's pretty productive. It's just been, a, you know, I think there's been three or four occasions. There's been at least three, I think four of those nine games where he's been sitting on the bench for 18 of the first 20 minutes. And we've even tried to play him two fouls and sometimes got burned, getting him a third foul in the first half. And so I think that is a deal. I think him getting to a start is really important for him. Um, you know, it's one of the challenges for him is to kind of get himself kind of from that moment before the tip to like game speed at the tip. That's something we've been spending a lot of time um, trying to mentally work through with him. Uh, but he is so massively important in this team, and when he's on the floor, we're better. Well, the 2022-23 season drops the 22 tonight here in a couple of hours. Coach, Happy New Year to you. Congratulations again. And here's to heading on the road and getting some W's in Southern California next week. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, G. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year to Cougar Nation. All right. By the way, oh, before you go, uh, speaking of Cougar Nation, uh, tennis tonight, 13,793 on this New Year's Eve. It's crazy, isn't it? Snowing outside. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, how, how lucky are we guys? So lucky. We're so we're so blessed, man. We're so blessed. Like this fan base is just fire. And you know what's fun about these holiday games is that, like, it's almost like more packed up in the rafters than it is down. Like it's just fun getting these families out here, and uh, I'm glad they get to come celebrate a win again and and uh, start off the new year right. You got someone to your right here that just took a seat. Yes, indeed, Miss Leanne just flew in from New York just to be here for New Year's Eve. <laughs> Woo! All right, we'll let you guys go celebrate. Thanks, Mark. Hey, we'll see. We, we probably won't get in the house till 7 or 8 a.m. We're going <laughs> they, to party! They party so hard. I know, it's a distraction. All right, uh, thank you, guys. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up from uh, from courtside. Thanks to the crew back at BYU Radio, our engineer, Barry Squires, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our control board operators, Corbin Radford and Logan Gardner. Jason Shepard, of course, our ever-vigilant studio host. Operations side, Clark Jackman, Sean O'Neill. CST side, corporate sponsorship, Casey Stoffer and team. Our thanks, as always, to our right-hand man, Tyson Jex, BYU Men's Basketball Communications Director. He was a silent partner tonight. But when you pop the headset on, when he needs you can't to shut go, him up when, when he, he gets needs the headset. to go, he comes off the bench and performs flawlessly. So, uh... Thanks to Tyson for his help, as always. Uh, Jason Bro from the Portland side, the Portland men's SID. Uh, appreciation to him for setting up our pregame chat with Shantae Leggins. We hear from Coach Pope pre- and post-game. Atiki Ali, Atiki, AAA, doing the headset thing again post-game. He had a great night uh, and uh, helped BYU to its 71-58 win over Portland on this night. So that leaves just the guys on the headset. Mark, Happy New Year to you and your family. And we will do this again in Los Angeles on Thursday night. Yeah, I'll see you next year, Greg. And Happy New Year uh, to everyone out there. That's the great thing about the New Year is it's all about hope. It's always about something better. And I, I have great hopes for this basketball team. I have great hopes for what the future brings in 2023 with a lot of changes and exciting things. So Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, it's it's an honor to be here with you. I love you, Greg. And we'll just move on and try and have a better year next year. Right back at you, Mark. BYU wins its seventh in a row and goes to 12-5 and five on the year and ends the 2022 calendar year in style. 71-58 is your final score. For all those folks, my name once again is Greg Grubel saying in the meantime and in between time, Happy New Year, and this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. Listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. 
Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkey, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.